This is Coda Radio, episode 333, for November 26th, 2018. Hi, you, and welcome to Coder Radio, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business of software development and its related technologies. This episode is maybe the last one for a while, recorded in the rainy and gray Pacific Northwest. My name is Chris, and joining me, like a soldier always at his post, even when we're not doing an episode, it's our host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike. I'm sorry, wait, I was in a bar. What happened? <laughs> no, I think you were stuck in traffic, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> you know, I guess the two things are related. You go to a bar, you have a right, work meeting at lunch, and then you get stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic. Yeah. That's great. I haven't yeah, I actually had I haven't had that problem where I can't make it to a show um, because, like a gentleman, I schedule my travel during non-coder days. I see what you did there. I yeah, see what yeah, you did uh-huh. there. Yeah, but yeah. man, the the most recent travel, I have been stuck in traffic in a way I have never been stuck before. And that comes from a professional former commuter. It has been bad. So I do understand. And and to make up for it, um, we're just going to have a great episode, right? Yeah, we're have a great episode. Yeah, I mean, easy, right? No problem. Easy, I actually... Easy. I, I uh, I think I feel like this episode is jinxed, if I can be honest with you, because it, 15 yeah. minutes before we started, I just learned that I'm 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 leaving Washington on Sunday, and I like so I'm like Fabulous. I'm still processing like how does that impact my life and my show production? Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's one of those. Well, I days. thought we knew that because our I mean the live audience will get a little treat at the end of this show. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. One of us. Oh shit! I'm leaving too. Yeah, exactly. I know we're pre-recording for you, but it turns out we need to be pre-recording. Also for me. pre-recording. Yeah. You and I have to stop this whole. I know. So I know. Can we take a tangent about my recent travels. Yeah, let's do it. So you know, if there was to be a Bible written written by laptops about angels and devils, I think I might be Satan. Yeah, I agree. To, I had two casualties on this. Now, this was a three-legged trip. We, we went to Tejas. No, you did. Then, Yes, I did. Uh, San Antonio. Then to New Jersey, also known as Military City, for those who don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not kidding. Oh, right, for your new clientele for the app. Yes. Right. And then to New Jersey. And then a, a quick detour into New York City. Yeah. By New York, I had no more laptops. Wait a minute. Okay, so you start the trip with two laptops, and by the time you get to New York, you got no laptops? No laptops, and I did not get mugged. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, so I'm packing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I throw in the Mac cable, the, the USB-C brick mm-hmm. thing. I throw in yeah. the Galago cable, or wait, what I thought wait, was the Galago. Your, yeah, your Galago cable? Your Galago doesn't charge over USB-C? It does not. I'm sorry, what? Oh. Is this the old Galago or is this a current Galago? This, this is the Gen 2 or 3, whatever whatever the Gen before the one you would buy today is. Okay. Yeah. For the laptops I buy, it actually has been a little while. So, okay. Turns out the Galago cable I bought brought was not, in fact, a Galago cable. Oh, man. Sucks. And that's the machine I needed for Tejas. So I, in my infinite wisdom, buy a cable in the airport. Sure. It's kind of fun, you know, like, did you do it from a vending machine or did you go into like one of the actual stores? 
you know, like they have like they have those vending machines that are super tempting. That was a weird experience. And yes, I did. Oh, you did. You used the vending machine. I've the, always the, wanted to do that. <laughs> you know what? I was so sure my credit card was going to be stolen by the end of that whole process. I know, right? Yeah. But I had no choice. I mean, I got to do this demo. I, you, there's no way out of this. So this was a brand that I have never heard of before. And I honestly don't know the name because it came in a little plastic pouch that like like a Ziploc bag that one would, no. you know, with just not a, a, yes. not a box. It was the only one. It was one of those universal ones with like 10 different adapters. Uh, and you're heads. like, one of these has got to work. And it, and it turns out it did. So I'll give them that. So whatever. I throw it in my bag. Because I, I, I got in. I got a ride to the hotel. Um, are you Ubering? You know, like, what are you getting to the hotel with? I, I lifted it, but same same difference. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. It's, Lyft sent me a notification that like it was some percentage off. I don't know why. You're like, yes, but please. I'm like, sure. Sounds like a deal. You know what? It I, I got in like nine forty five, and I hadn't eaten right. Like this is one of those situations where you know. Oh man! So you're exhausted. The whole bit, flight delayed. Like so, I'm like, you know what? I'm starving. I go to the hotel bar and order a salad, but the first thing I do is check into my room, plug in the computer right into this cable, but I I turn it on and I let it run updates. It seems fine. I guess what I should have noticed was an error message saying that the cable was no good. What error message? What I found it. What error message? I don't know. Some kind of like pop up that said like not charging, or no, like the charging indicate. This isn't well, a thing. Well, all right. Well, let me tell you. This is this is what I've heard digging through forums. So, but anyway, I didn't check right. So I just turned it on. Right. I, you You're know, hungry. I, I, it's nine o'clock right. at night. I had a little MiFi puck because I don't use hotel Wi-Fi because I'm not no, crazy. Had a boy. You really got this down. Right. Well, I, you know how much I travel. I mean, yeah, you do. You have to have it down. It, it's just worth the you know twenty bucks a month of Verizon for the Wi-Fi plug. Yeah. So whatever. I do the updates, and I you know what? I wanted to download, like, make sure the demo ran, whatever, whatever. But I was tired and I was hungry, so I get downstairs and I do I'd chicken wings. The, you do a salad, really? You do a salad? I do chicken wings because well, who can screw up chicken wings? Well, here's my thing. Well, I I could not get a salad because they had no salad, <laughs> so I ended up having to wait for what they call the quesadilla and I, you would think in texas it would be yeah. good but it yeah was, it was weird oh you're in texas yeah they don't have salad in texas yeah no they, the young lady just looked at me like i was on drugs so then you know i'm sitting there waiting for my food they were very busy remember this is election night we're talking about so this is back a while and you know i'm sitting uh, there's a convention there i'm talking to people from the convention doing my salesy thing mm-hmm. get upstairs and i'm beat it's got to be 11 30 and i have to meet yeah. the customer in the morning and in your so, out of your time zone too. I'm out of my eleven thirty local time. Right. Right. So my time, what is that? Two thirty. Uh huh. So I get upstairs, go to sleep, wake up, turn on my laptop, a strange fan noise and beeping noise. Oh no. So I go. I do the first meeting fine. I whip out the MacBook, install a Windows boot camp partition. I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. So was the Galago at this point just unusable? It wouldn't turn on. Ah, okay. So, so you I brought two machines. Button. Second machine's the MacBook. MacBook. Is this and a USB-C MacBook or is this a Mac? It is a USB-C okay. MacBook. Okay, all right. And I had the uh, the correct adapter that came with it, right? So I partitioned the drive, boot camp, whole thing. I let it run all day because uh, Griffin runs on Linux and Windows, right? It doesn't run on Mac. So fine, we run the Windows version. No big deal. Most, you know, the Linux version is it doesn't matter, right? For the for the end of for the purposes of a demo, it doesn't matter which right. version I show. So they're, if, you, they're if you've got Windows 10 on there and Griffin runs good fine, to go. good to go. Runs fine, good to go. So that's how I did my whole Tejas trip. Fly to New Jersey. 
Now, I'm still thinking it's just the bad cable and there's nothing wrong with the Galaga, right? Like, you know what? My mistake. I didn't take the cable that they sent with it. Get to New Jersey and a relative of mine who runs a small business um, has a problem. She had left her computers plugged in and it destroyed her com- only computer. No, like from a, so thinking, from like well, a power Gal- issue? Yeah. So I try to recover it. It's toast. It, well, what kind of machine is this? Is it, it's a desktop? Oh, this is like a, this is like a cheapo... Uh, Windows HP box, Buy. yeah, yeah, Best okay. Buy. It's, this is nothing. It got so, fried. Got fried. So I'm thinking, you know what? Galago is fine. I'm sure if I plug it into the right cable, whatever. I have Mac build servers in the cloud now. I'll just right. give her the uh, MacBook or MacBook Pro because she's in a bind. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. So I wipe all my stuff off and give it to her. No, you formatted it. <laughs> Everything's backed up. I didn't lose any data. Oh man. Okay. Okay. So okay. so. I fly to. That's I really generous. New- you gave her a MacBook while you're machine- family, but yeah. but you're in like the state of unknown so, hardware at the at that particular right. point. So I had the iPad Pro we ordered on the live show ah, for the yes. Apple event. Right, I had shipped there to New Jersey. Ah, okay. So so you acquire the iPad Pro at this point. Acquire the iPad Pro, and I spent the rest of my entire trip solely working on the iPad Pro. No shit. No. Sh- yeah, that's exactly what had to happen. And and wait a minute. So you're telling me you never got the Galago working again? Ah, so I get back to the Sunshine State. I thought I had it at first. I thought I couldn't get it to turn on. Then I got it to turn on. About two hours ago, I thought I had it working, and now it doesn't hold the charge. Oh, so God. it will work on AC power. It will right. not work, which Off- is useless to me. Right. Right. Because it's, it's yeah. you're traveling. I'm traveling, so I might just send it and see what they charge me. Uh, System seventy six to repair it, which is fine, or I might. Do something else. I don't know. I I have to say that I'm thinking of going back to punch cards. <laughs> yeah, right. Just pack them all up, put them in a bag. I am like, I am like the the apocalypse of laptops yeah, here. This really? is, yeah. That's you why know, I was asking you guys in the in the JB Slack. So how's that Dell XPS 13 looking? Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing about the iPad Pro, I gotta say, is the USB C charging. So I I yeah. recently went. I just got back from Texas, actually, and the thing that was really nice for me is I brought one charging cable with me. Um, funny enough, I bought a I I not not because I have a MacBook, but I brought the MacBook Pro charging cable, uh, and then I I took with me my Lenovo T four eighty and an iPad Pro, and my Pixel three, and I was able to charge all of my devices with one cable it was glorious it was i i can't for somebody who's like frequently quickly traveling right now it was it was liberating to bring yeah, one no, usbc's char- got to be a requirement for whatever i do here because it I, this all started because i mistook my wife's old dell xps cable which then i got yelled at for taking her charger for my galago cable Huh. So I wasn't well, paying attention. Interestingly, uh, I, I also got the iPad Pro, as you know. I got like the cheapest one I could with LTE and a pencil and the keyboard, which is still a ridiculous amount of money to spend for a device. But unrelated, I also just kind of have started waking up at 4 a.m. For, for months now, I've been waking up at 4 a.m. And what I do is I, I go generally eat like breakfast and I watch something on YouTube, and then I try to go back to bed, and maybe I sleep for another 30 minutes. And so instead, what I've started doing about a month ago is I just got up. Like, if I wake up at 4 a.m. without an alarm clock, let's just get up. But then, like, seriously, what the frick do you do with yourself? You're up at 4 a.m. Like, not 5 a.m., not 6 a.m. Like, what do you do with yourself? Because You go on Twitter and fight with Kara Swisher. So. <laughs> 
That's what you do. That's what you do. What I did, and I know this makes me sound like a total douchebag, but it it freaking works for me, is I took the iPad Pro and I started going out to like coffee shops and stuff. And I just started working from there before I even come into the studio. So I have like, I have this, I have this period of time that is around other people that keeps me awake. It keeps me alive. It, it, it prevents me from falling back asleep. And then I come into the studio and I do my real work. But during this period of time, you know, two hours, an hour and a half, whatever it is, I am exclusively using the iPad Pro right now. I feel like a D-bag, but so it's really working I, for me. I ended up writing scripts on the iPad Pro using ISH. Yeah. To, and oh my God, it actually worked. Yeah. So you and I are both using ISH then. Because yeah, this yes. is great. This is this is a you have to you have to get on like the test pilot program, but it is an entire Linux environment, an Alpine Linux environment on the iPad. It is even emulating x86 hardware, which is disgusting, but it's yeah. it works. Well, no, you know what's more disgusting? The iPad Pro was more powerful than every device I destroyed oh. on this trip. Oh, man. Let me tell you, the speed and performance. The, so here's the other reason. So uh, the iPad Pro, it, it doesn't work for anyone out there who's never used iOS before. If you're not a happy existing iOS user, do not waste your money buying one of these things. It's not for you. If you use the Linux desktop and you don't have an iOS device or you love Android, don't get the iPad Pro. It's not a device for you. If you are an existing and established iOS user and you understand the limitations of iOS and you can excel within those limitations for certain types of workflows, I think you should consider it because I'll give you an example. I get a lot of emails that I have to convert to PDF and then save to Dropbox. That is a two-second process on the iPad Pro. I have to do a lot of Slack and other apps that would be Electron on my Linux desktop yeah. that are native applications on the iPad yes. Pro. And it's fast. It feels better, right? I do all my go-to meetings, Zoom meetings, and Zoom, go-to-meetings, Slack, yep. All that stuff on the iPad Pro. It's so much better than the Linux or Windows experience. It's way better. It's just it's way better. In fact, I shared Google Drive and walked them through a doc. I had a meeting this morning and walked the folks through a document on an iPad Pro, and I don't think they had any idea it was on an iPad. Yeah. And then if you want to participate in the expensive Apple ecosystem, then things like the AirPods work really well with the iPad Pro. So you can you can be somewhere and you can just open the AirPod case and put the AirPods in and you're doing a you're doing a virtual meeting right there from a from a freaking tablet. And to see how far I could push this, I just recently got a uh, USB-C to USB-B cable from Amazon yes. and I hooked up a production grade Zoom U22 audio interface to my iPad Pro with an XLR microphone, like a professional studio microphone, a microphone that costs $300. And then you have to buy the $60 XLR cable and the audio interface and then plug all of that into the iPad Pro. But I, I, you know, I have all that stuff. So I just got this like $9 cable, hooked it up, and I'm able to input high-grade, studio-quality microphone audio into the iPad Absolutely. Pro over USB-C. So when I got my hands on mine, before I decided to give the MacBook away, I did some testing on the USB-C interface uh, that's accessible uh, via Swift or I mean, theoretically Objective-C on the iOS SDK, but I did my test in Swift. I, it's not locked down. I mean, they don't make certain things easy, so you have to write your own uh, like file. Like, There's a lot of stuff if you want to do something you, you have to Storage, do. Storage, it sucks. Right, but well, storage sucks, but 
Everything else, audio devices, interface devices, it's well, I'm even video devices, like, monitors, HDMI, Ethernet. Or, or even using a tablet in a factory, let's say, to flash IoT devices or IoT boards. If you have USB-C to USB-C and you have a custom app on iOS, technically that's just like an opening up, I mean, this isn't gross oversimplification, but opening a port and just flash it onto the board. Well, like, This could be a real... Maybe. You basically do anything you want. Maybe. I mean, you got to keep in mind it's Apple, and they're going to lock this shit down as much as no, they can. No, it's not locked down. I, I literally did it. It's I mean, not locked yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes, but at the same going time. Going outbound, right? I'm talking outbound. So I'm talking your oh, code oh, yeah, on yeah, iOS right, right. goes over USB-C and interacts with another device. I'm not absolutely, talking about yeah. modifying the yes. system. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, there I agree. I have had, and you too, it's funny, really super condensed amount of travel. Oh, man, I wish I had my, um, I don't have the app with me, but I've done something like, 60,000 miles in the last like four months. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, I get like access to clubs and stuff. Like I can go in the Alaskan lounge now and just nice. Out. Yeah, it's great. But I tell you what, I, I, I totally spend all of that time surveying everyone in the lounge and n- not really really, I mean there's some, but I mean really almost everyone is using a tablet of some form in the lounges and at the airports and on the plane. And yeah, I'm a dick bag, but I'm buying the premium seating oh, once or twice, maybe first class. But every now and then Ooh, too, like... Naughty boy. Yeah, well, I haven't submitted those expenses yet. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> 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 but um, I, I also am I'm coaching it up, you know, 95% of the time. And uh, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coach plus usually, yeah. but that's a bad Coach thing. plus might, yeah. Coach plus is my average with some coach. And the rare first class, only when it's like the only seat available. Although I, I, I did treat myself to business class this time. Yeah. And I was like, you can call me Mr. Dominic. Thank yeah. you. And this you, is get, like, you oh. get the free booze. You get the free booze. Free booze. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny. I have flown so many Southwest and United flights now in the last few months. Yeah. I get free booze tickets anyway. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. Well, have you ever been on a Southwest flight? Oh, I mean, yeah, but not recently. Nobody wants you sober. Nobody wants to be sober. Like, well, so uh, if you want the commuter flight between Washington and Texas, you go with Alaska Airlines. It's a nonstop three-hour, 50-minute flight. So I signed up for their lounges, and I'm at the bar, and I'm there with probably, I don't know, 15 other people, and all of us are on tablets. Now, the great thing is, is it's all you can drink, just part of the membership. So if you fly better after having a few drinks... Is I do everything better. Which airline is this? Alaska, you said? <laughs> yeah, it's Alaska. Yeah. yeah Delta. Okay. I'm also looking at Delta now because I'm flying enough on Delta that I might I might be able to get in the Delta lounge. Same thing. Yeah, United is a respectable two drinks. Mm. I, oh, yeah. really? They limit you. Well, you could they free to uh you pay for the rest. I will tell you, I mean, I don't get I don't get sloshed because I think they're making them a little on the light side, but uh I've never walked out of an I've never walked out of an Alaska lounge without at least three drinks for free. Well, that, and, and when I, I don't know about you. Oh, the other thing is I was carrying, I didn't tell you about the TSA. This is going to be a weird show, folks. Sorry, but this is hilarious. So I was carrying 3D light scanners what? in my luggage. What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Go to Peel3D. I was carrying one of those. Just Peel3D. Google it if you people are interested. Um, the TSA was very, very unhappy. <laughs> really? Well, they look like uh, weird guns of are, some kind. Are you doing regular animal-style TSA, like, going through the I did not. I did not get my pre-check approved yet because I didn't go do the—I uh, still have to go do that. Yeah. What's the matter with you? 
What is so it? So I had two laptops, two scanners. It's 10 times easier than getting your passport. And getting your passport isn't that hard. You you uh, you you just do a quick interview and you're done. And then I know. I, I know. I got to go do it. Everybody's got getting... TSA pre-check. So there are lines. So don't think it's going to save you a ton of time. But it means you don't have to empty your bag. You don't have to take off your shoes. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I have gotten through with stuff. <laughs> that is not legal. In I mean, I shouldn't say that because they're probably listening. But the TSA pre-check is the way to go. That's for sure. Because when you look at my audio recording equipment, it looks like it's like a bomb. Like it just looks like I'm carrying illegal contraband. Like try a I bunch have, of custom uh, motherboards. Right. <laughs> I have I have circuit boards. I have coiled cables. Yep. I have tubular devices that have modules in them. I mean, it looks like I am carrying like a weapon of mass destruction. And so TSA constantly would be like, "What is this? What is this?" So I got the pre-check, and now they still scan the bag, but they've never stopped me. So you got to get the pre-check or clear. Okay, I gotta try that. I don't. I don't yeah. know what Clear is. But anyway, well, Clear. Clear is another. It's like a. It's a commercial competitor to TSA. That that a lot of airports uh, contract Honestly. with. So if you haven't seen Clear, then it's not one for you to sign up. All the airports I go through have Clear. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you're. So you. You traveling with two bags is super heavy. Are you checking luggage every time? I had to check one. So what I figured out. On, so I was depositing some of this hardware in Texas. So the trip. As soon as I got to Texas, everything was a lot simpler because then I didn't need to check a bag because it was one of those situations where it's like a luggage set. So one bag was just equipment protected by clothing, mm-hmm. which was checked, which I did get a lovely note from the TSA that it was searched. Um, and the other bag was the rest of the crap and some clothes. So you get the iPad Pro. You get some time to play with it before you hand over the uh, MacBook Pro. MacBook. Mm-hmm. Did you set it up new? Did you transfer from an iCloud image? What? I process? never transfer. I always set it up new. Do you? I did this yeah, time. I, I went new this time, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't trust the iCloud. Did you get the pencil with it? I did. I spent way too much on a tablet. Yeah, yeah. What are yeah. your impressions, though, of the pencil? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine, just to put them out there so you know what my bias is. I also got the Apple Pencil because I thought, you know, if I'm going to get an iPad, I haven't bought one for three or four years. If I'm getting an iPad, I'm going to get an iPad. I'm going to get one with LTE. I'm going to get one with the keyboard. I'm going to get one with the pencil. And I, I knew that. Since I bought my last iPad. In fact, it's the reason I did not buy the last iPad Pro because I knew I was going to spend a lot of money and I just wasn't ready to spend that money. So I want everybody to understand that, like, you know, this is something I calculated three years out, but it was still a painful purchase for me. And when I got the when I got the pencil, I was very worried that it would be a total fucking waste of money because it's way too expensive. And it only works with this iPad, doesn't work with my phone, doesn't work with any of the kids' iPads, doesn't work with Hadia's iPhone. It only works with my super nice iPad Pro. So, and I don't draw. I, I, I stick figures. CPG Gray makes me look like a, a, a child. So I, I was really concerned that I wouldn't get any use out of the pencil. Uh, but what I realize now, after using it for a few weeks, is the pencil is the new mouse in a lot of ways. Has your experience been the same? Uh, not exactly, but I, I think you should keep going before I jump in. Well, I'm using it for text selection, um, cursor, cursor uh, like positioning. And I mean, part of that is because the frickin' iPad doesn't have the ability like you have on the iPhone where you can press down on the keyboard and you get a mouse cursor, which you, you basically can convert the iPhone keyboard into a trackpad, which is great for editing text. But you know what's way better at, 
at working with text is a larger screen like the iPad, but you don't freaking get that push down on the keyboard functionality. So I use the pencil for that quite a bit. Uh, a big part of my show prep is highlighting sections of articles for news. Uh, the, the pencil works great for that. Uh, and just kind of finessing the interface. I, I use the pencil quite a bit for that as well. So I have found it to be kind of like mouse 2.0 in a lot of ways. So I like the pencil a lot as well. My issue was that apps really still don't take advantage of the pencil. And I kept wanting it to be able to do things that I felt were very intuitive that it just doesn't do. Right. If the if the uh, app support of the pencil was as good of support as they have for the keyboard, it would be great. Like the keyboard is surprisingly well supported. Um, you can hold down the command yeah, key. really good. And you yeah, see and just, all... If, yeah, you see all the available commands. Well, and a, a weird collection of Mac, uh, com- like if you've used a Mac for a long time, Mac keyboard shortcuts just work. Well, which and I it's, find- you know, it's yeah, yeah, it, they, like Alt Tab and, and, and copy and paste and all those kinds of things. As Veritunda points out, in a way, we're rediscovering the stylus. And it is that, uh, you know, going back to our travel theme here, what works really, really well for. Uh, my lady and I, is to do a Google image search of a high-resolution calendar. So like January or December, like a basic business calendar. And then she takes that image from Google Images. Wait, wait, a, a basic pitch? Does it come with a pumpkin spice latte? I can't let that one go. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's just like the most clear grid calendar for like January 2019. Oh, yeah, sure. It's just okay, really plain, just a high-resolution, like somebody just created this and then posted online. So what she'll do on the iPad Pro is she'll go Google Images for like February, January. She'll get a great looking calendar that has basically nothing on it. She saves that to the photos. Or actually, no, I'm I'm wrong. What she does is she imports that photo into a new note. And then she brings that into Apple Notes. And she illustrates our entire month on these calendars. Like she can pinch to Zoom to get like a lot of working room in a, in a particular day. And she can... She can illustrate um, an entire like road trip or I'm, I'm planning to go to Fosdem, which is in Brussels. Like that's a massive trip because I'm leaving from Texas, not Washington, because I have to I have to go to Brussels mid trip. So it's one of those. OK, we're going to travel to here. Then we're going to fly to here. Then we're going to drive to here. Then we're going to fly to Brussels. Then we're going to fly back and then we're going to drive to here. And I'm a visual person. And so being able to actually draw all that out on a calendar goes from like nebulous concept that I can't wrap my head around to, oh, okay, well now I'm going to prep the team to expect when I'm going to be gone. It really makes a difference. And it's the pencil. It's not a mouse. You know what I mean? Drawing makes yeah, a no, difference. Yeah, I get it. Right. Drawing makes, well, it's because it's what, like I take notes by hand still. And it's just because like I can just quickly draw up like a simple UML diagram, right? I can, people who have worked with me will know that like I'm a big fan of just walking up to the whiteboard and let's just like draw it with the system. What didn't broad strokes look like, right? Do you agree though that no one should buy this and it is an extremely limited platform where the operating system is one of the biggest constraints and that it is a total waste of money? Well, I don't like absolutes, right? I, I Although, feel like it is both one of the best computers I have ever owned in my entire life, going back to the 80s, and it's also one of the biggest wastes of money because a lot of that power is just completely untapped. So it's weird for me. Like, I, you know, I had to draft my uh, 
my uh, flight simulation rigging to be my desktop. That's what I'm talking about. I'm on the elementary partition right now um, because I've destroyed all my laptops. And I, the iPad Pro is, is not quite as powerful as this machine because yay, graphics card. Right. But it's, it's not that far off either. Right. Like this is. I mean, if you deal with a machine that's all Intel parts, the iPad Pro yeah, probably kicks its ass. It's. It is, in a weird way, the best portable computer, and I'm going to use the word computer here, that I have ever owned or, I think, seen. That's not like just a giant thing that dies in 45 minutes. But because of Apple's weird hangups about software distribution and like how you can access and use the system, and frankly, file access, which I, I, I never thought in 2018, going on 2019 very shortly, that I would be complaining about, like, you know, file access yeah kind of i mean in a way though uh, the integration with cloud services is pretty slick like if it's in it iCloud or everything on the cloud or in dropbox yeah you're set yeah exactly right. i don't know about that right like mm-hmm. oh totally it's i want it on a USB-C thumb drive to be honest with you and i'd like to then copy it to the local ipad storage which is crazy yeah. fast I am hoping that, like, like you know, the USB-C port being relatively open gives me a lot of hope that, like, you know what, they're going to make this a true utilitarian device. And I know it's never going to happen because it's Apple and whatever, but that they're going to come close enough that it doesn't, that, it, that it's okay. Yeah. Right now, you're still very, like, I watched the, the announcement live and I bought the NBA 2K game. It's awesome, right? Like, it, you know what? I haven't really done console gaming in, in a while. I don't do a lot of PC gaming, but for like games like Civilization and you know, yeah. like Rogue Legacy indie yeah. games. But even then, I barely get to play anymore. To me, if you just showed me like a video of someone playing that game, like without showing me the device, I would assume they were on like an Xbox 360, right? Maybe even like a, yeah. like a low budget Xbox. I know it's game. phenomenal. It's right. Phenomenal. I mean, have you tried the NBA game? It's it. The graphics on this thing are. Yeah. They're literally console level graphics. It's it's unbelievable what Apple's doing. So that's why it strikes me as funny that you think the big problem is the file system. Like I agree with Wes in the chat. Well, I don't think that's the big problem. I think that's a problem. I think the big problem is Apple's general philosophy of not letting uh, app developers basically treat it like a PC, which yeah. is what it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, I, I guess, and maybe this is um, a mistake on my part, but I'm giving them a pass until WWDC and iOS 13. If they don't fucking make good in June with iOS 13, then it's on like Donkey Kong. Well, I, like, what's good? I'm going to be so critical. What do you What do you mean? What's good? iOS 13 needs to be an iPad focused release. It needs to make the iPad a real machine. Like it needs to be all about all of these little rough edges, and the file system is not it. Like, like I don't to me, think it's not the OS. It's it even like forget about like the OS being like kind of mobile focused and a little bit of a pain in the ass. And it's ba- that built Apple for a phone, re- built for a phone, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, certainly there's quality of life things, but I feel like we're talking about two different things here. I'm talking about the fact that Apple will reject apps that do things that are like interesting with the device. Ah, okay. Like if I believed, all right, let's 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 back it out there. And thank you for, to our new owners, Linux Academy. They're going to hate this. If I believed that I could write an iOS app just like I could like submit an elementary app or even a macOS app today, I would not even look at replacing my dead laptops with anything but a Mac. Because this is the see what annoys me is this is the tablet device that could fulfill my long-standing Windows RT tablet dream. 
but I have no faith that they're going to actually allow developers to do what needs to be done. Here. Right. Right. And this is where I think the iPad Pro is not an appealing purchase to most people. This is what I was getting at. It's, right, it's the apps aren't powerful. The, uh, well, I mean, they are very powerful within the limitations that Apple allows them. I, I have been well, very sure. I mean, impressed. they're beautiful and they're fast. I, I mean, powerful as in. They're getting, they're getting legitimately, though, they're getting way the fuck better than they used to be. And I, I, I don't swear a lot on this show. Usually that's, that's your domain. But My department, right. I, I have had a couple of come to Jesus moments with the iPad Pro. Where I have, I, I kid you not, on two different occasions, I this is my thought process. Oh, okay. So I will never do this again on any other OS other than iOS. For two different major, video mother effing editing and audio mother effing editing. I have, I have really? seen the light. Yeah. Oh my, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Basically, there is a Final Cut equivalent for iOS that is, yes, there is fantastic, and it is efficient, it is clean, it is fast, it totally takes advantage of the iPad hardware, and then there is a multi-track audio editor called Fairrite that is available for iOS, and it is perfect at exactly the type of workflow that I now have with audio editing. Because I now have Joe and Ham that edit these shows for us. I'm not doing the show editing. But anytime you hear real-time audio, anytime you hear a clip or a sound effect, that's from me. And I make those edits. And Fairrite is a multi-track audio editing system that is perfect on the iPad Pro. It is perfect with the keyboard. And it is exceptionally perfect with the pencil. And I can bang out audio in seconds with this thing. I have now successfully edited six different audio projects using Ferrite, including audio that I have captured over the USB-C interface into the iPad Pro directly into Ferrite, and MP4s that I have downloaded from YouTube using shortcuts to download them from YouTube and automatically import them into Ferrite. Like, I hear a great clip, I can then create, just by the share menu, an action that downloads that video and then extracts the audio from it and then imports that audio into Ferrite and I can be editing as fast as the internet connection allows. And it is 10 times faster than I could ever do on the desktop. I'm not going back. I'm, I'm always doing that via iOS from now on. My mind is actually blown. My brain is scattered across the back of the wall here. Are you, Chris, you're seducing me. I, I mean, the apps I, are getting way more powerful. They are right, so, way more powerful. No, I agree speed. with you. Like, I've, I've, I played with the USB-C uh, interface. I, there is no, so for a show called Coder Radio, there is no code reason why I can't do, like, the literal 75 field notebooks full of app ideas I have. Well, except for there's no Xcode for iPad. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I don't care. I'll do it on a Mac, right? To, or Windows if I'm using Xamarin or... Hell, I could do Xamarin on Linux now because yay, JetBrains writer. How do I... See, everything you just told me makes me think that I'm a little dated on my view of the app review team here. That I'm still fighting a battle from like 2013, 2014. 
Well, I think it's not your fault. I, I blame Apple because Apple, since the beginning, has made this uh, iPad versus laptop comparison. I mean, there was quotes from Steve Jobs about how the iPad was going to be the real computer and that laptops were going to be trucks. And then even in the most recent Apple event, they had a comparison of iPad sales where they were just blowing away laptop sales. And they were making the comparison right there on their gigantic projector saying how much more iPad sales there are than laptop sales. So Apple is themselves stoking this conversation of comparing tablets to laptops, which then makes everyone compare tablets to real computers that can do real work. That is not a fair comparison yet. But if you look at this as a new device that supplements the work and does not replace the work of the x86 type computer or the desktop computer or the laptop computer, but maybe accelerates at certain limited types of workflows, your Slack, your emails, your audio editing, your video editing, maybe your photo workflows, because think about how this thing is built. It's built with CPU cores that are hyper accelerated at specific kinds of tasks photo manipulation, processing. Oh, no doubt. Yep. Right? So it's it's not a replacement, is it? It is a supplement, isn't it? It is a supplement and not a replacement. And so if you think about how you work, like for me in the morning, I prefer to do more conceptual work. I'll, I'll write out show docs. I'll make big plans for the, for the department for the week. Uh, I'll email people that are uh, on the East Coast. Like I'll do these things that are more mental. And I'll do that in the morning from an iPad because it's Slack, it's airmail, it's telegram, it's Zoom. Exactly how I do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and 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 with that in mind, then it just really comes down to is it worth the money? When you combine the performance, yeah, it's the a pencil, little rough though. It, it's rough, isn't it? It's like are you willing to buy a phone, a laptop, a desktop, and a tablet? <laughs> are you? Like, I gotta be—I gotta be honest with you. If if I had known, like the day I was watching Lana Del Rey and drooling on myself, that if, for those who didn't see the Apple event, Lana Del Rey was the singer. I um, I almost certainly would have ordered the iPad with the with the Apple branded case and the Apple branded pencil. Y- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because uh, that was, I mean, I, it was like thousand uh, dollars. Mine was, mine was, I think a little after over tax. That, it was actually. like thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's a laptop. I mean, yeah. seriously, that's your. Yeah, it is. It is now for me. I'm in a situation where my laptop has now been purchased by my employer, so I no longer have to finance the laptop. Rub it in, Chris. Just rub it in. <laughs> rub that salt. <laughs> so this is really my computer. This is this is the first computer I've ever bought since I've gone full-time working for someone else that is paying for my equipment. And legitimately, I don't expect to buy another computer. Uh, and when I travel, and I was trying yeah. to get to this point earlier, what, what, what seems to validate what you and I are talking about, and the reason why I'm really kind of willing to go all in on this subject is when, I, when I'm in the airport, when I'm traveling, I, I, I almost exclusively see tablets now i have i have seen a couple of laptops yeah. i recently told a story on linux unplugged about a microsoft employee who's trying to make a convertible laptop work but uh the reality is they just they crush your available space and they make they make it so that even the space that a 12 inch laptop takes up is not enough Plus, you got crappy power that you can maybe plug into. So if you have something that charges over USB, you're way better off. But secondarily, kind of just 
the rea- like the just the nuts and bolts of it is when you're traveling, say you're in an airplane, the 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 media experience where you can watch videos and the the TV shows that are on a local oh, server, for sure. it's just yeah. way better on mobile devices. It it really effing sucks on Windows. I watched a passenger just recently spend nearly an entire four-hour flight trying to get Windows 10 to stream the videos because remind you remember you got no internet right. So if you need to go get a, a Flash update or something like that, you're SOL. You're you're done. Right. But if you're on a iOS or Android device, you've got the app installed and you're good and it's to go. HTML5 mm-hmm. because there's no Flash. Right. Um, so I just want to throw one point here. Um, as someone who spent a lot of money and time trying to make WinRT work, I hate two-in-one devices. I want yep. them to die. Yeah, because the, they, each, each side is sort of diminished. Compromised. Yeah, right. Com- com- it sounds like a good idea, but it's just not. It's an awkward tablet. The software you have to write to make that work is actually really shitty and complicated and what most people do is just like take the desktop version and just like blow up the buttons a little bit it, it could you know i could see it working if we had 10 years of iteration on software design to make it work right but it is so rough right now that it is supremely frustrating to use yeah and i don't I don't think that's the direction things are going i mean for all my skepticism about the ipad pro i have a feeling next time chris and i are done taking planes i'll be like so let's talk about mac os mojave because that's what um all kidding aside do you think so i i actually think in a way uh it makes me a better linux user to have an ipad so again i'm thinking about developer opportunities though i think they're this is see the my vision of the of the tablet revolution was going to be that there would be pro level applications for tablets that really made a lot of sense. Ah, see, my pro app happened, are on my computer, and my consumer like basic bitch apps are on my tablet. But you're, but you're like a hyper pro, right? I'm talking pro apps like write some company who has like a hangar or a factory, some custom tablet app for their foreman or quality control people or something like that, okay. right? Yeah, and then that makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah, I. I'm very conflicted, Chris. You you know, you've really hurt me here. This is This is uh I feel like it is a uh, it's a rich person's toy. And not that I am rich. I am not rich, but it is what oh, it is. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Gore, no, Mr. Gore. Now, you nobody nobody in my situation after years and years and years and years and years of grinding it out to make a podcast <laughs> network work is is rich. <laughs> nobody well, I don't is. know I don't know about a podcast network, but tell me more about grinding it out for 10 years. Yeah, it just leaves yeah. you devastated, right? So, I mean, at best, at best, I'm back to not Break even. You know, uh, oh, I had, um, oh, what was it? Uh, oh, just something just recently just crossed my, oh, garbage bags. So, uh, yeah, garbage bags. This is how my life has changed. I'm not rich, but so my garbage really stinks right now in my house, you know, in my RV. It's, it's full of garlic. I roasted a I roasted a bunch of garlic and then I like, I threw out like the husks and everything and the, and the garbage just fricking reeks in a delicious way. But it makes, because the RV is only 47 feet long, it makes the whole RV smell like garlic. And, um, we're going into two days of this whole RV smelling like garlic. And I'm sitting there in the RV finally by myself for the first time in weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, why haven't, because the garbage is only half full because I haven't been home much and neither has Sadia and neither have the kids. So like, why is the garbage only half full? And yet 
I'm still putting up with the smell. Like, why haven't I taken it out yet? And I'm like, am I that lazy that I haven't just collected the garbage and taken it out in the last couple of days? And then I realized, oh, no, what it was is I didn't want to waste the money. The, the on, negative space in the garbage bag. I only have so much room, right? I, I mean, I only have yeah. so much money. I can only buy so many garbage bags. And if we run out of garbage bags before my next paycheck, I can't buy any more garbage bags. So we need to make every garbage bag last. And therefore, everything must smell like garlic for the next three days. Because God forbid that I throw out a garbage bag that is half full. And I'm sat there and I realized, you know what? I can now afford more garbage bags. I can take that out. Do you know what the worst part of this conversation is? Hmm. That's exactly what I do at Garbage Packs. <laughs> Till they're full to the brim, baby. It doesn't matter if they reek, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, I think burn so, some candles. I mean, that's why like, I, I say all this stuff about the iPad Pro with like a lot of couching. Because to me, like, I understand how much that money means. $1,200. And I didn't even get enough storage. But, because I got the 256 gig unit. But here's that's how the I, same, yeah. Yeah, here's how I feel about the iPad Pro now. I'm not shitting you when I say, when I look back at the last 20 plus years of me building and buying computers, this is one of the best computers I have ever bought. And with that said, if I were to fill this iPad up, I will buy another iPad Pro. Because in fact, I can already envision how multiple iPad Pros would make me more productive. I have, I have never had a computer that has been so universally successful in how I use it for work, how I use it for pleasure, how my little daughter wants to use a computer, and how my fiance wants to use a computer. I have never had a machine that has been that successful across that range of work demands while having outstanding battery life, mind-blowing performance, and USB and USB-C universal charging. It, to me, is one of the best computers I have owned in the last 25 plus maybe 30 years. I actually agree with everything you just said. Really? Yeah. Even with all the limitations of iOS and Apple's ecosystem? So I still don't think the limitations are really iOS. I mean, my file system complaint, I think you correctly shut down as being petty. Um, that's my word. He, Chris did not call me petty. Please <laughs> don't tweet. What, do you, I, what about, okay. Oh, but what about the limitations yeah. of iOS? Like it is... So it's a thing like or, XMN points out. What about multiple freaking user accounts? Like iOS yeah, We're going to get there, though, right? That's iOS 13. Yeah, that, that's, that's going back to your too. argument. We're the limitation that the only thing that stops me from like just, you know, calling up the Apple business rep like, yo, ship me a MacBook is has app review found Jesus? Like if I come up with something really cool for iOS and I spend the next N months developing it, right? And being a variable, of course. Am I just going to get rejected? Yes. You know what I mean? Am I going to have another yes. like winter of no product launches? Yes. Unless they unless they really figure it out, and I don't. I mean, Fairlight, to be well, honest, it really is impressive. It's it's an amazing. It's it's one of those unassuming applications. When you launch it, it seems simple. Sure. And it gets. I mean, it's it's even it even says. It says, I recognize that you have hooked up the Zoom U22 USB audio interface. Like, it has the full name of the device and everything. So, it's, that's, I mean, so, so that's the question getting is, close. Why, I, 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 I am trying to figure out, like, Photoshop's coming to iPad, um, that app you're discussing for, for editing video and audio. What is it 
that Apple sees this device as. Because right now, I see it as a case-by-case basis. They like Photoshop, so Photoshop goes in. They like media production, so media production's okay. But what if you want to do something a little crazier, right? Or not, I, don't even, I don't like the word crazy, but if you want to do something a little more engineering-y. Because this is, this is the Windows RT dream, the trademark pending, come true. It really is. Like from the device, you know what, that, that A whatever processor is amazing. Yeah. The, I mean, if, you want, if, if you're really nerdy, go look at the uh, Geekbench scores. This, I could buy a new MacBook Pro today, and it would not be as powerful in most cases as this iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Unless I just spend like $3,000. It could right. do more, though. It could do more. But as a software developer who has a, you know, a lot of experience in Cocoa, I should really be able to capitalize on this, not, not to be a, a dirty capitalist. Uh, no, I know, I agree. But the fact that if I spend you know, all hundreds of man hours working on this, my dogs are raging Android fans and they're really upset. I don't know if you can hear them in the background. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah. If I spend months developing a iOS-specific you know, pro-level engineering product, what assurance would I have that Apple doesn't turn around and just say, no. Right? And that, let's say they say yes. What assurance do I have they don't, they don't just like feature some competitor one day? Right? Or at the same time? Or, like the whole gatekeeper thing still rubs me. In. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, it's, I need to if meditate it's a pro on machine, yeah. we need to be able to load our own pro applications. I mean, I would think I should be able to write custom, like, sell, like Riffin yeah. is a product I sell right. that is not on any app store. You have to call yeah. me and you buy it. Or Jupiter I, Broadcasting is developing this automation system to encode, upload, publish, and distribute podcasts. Like that is a very custom piece of software. Right. It's never going to be approved in the app store, but it would be great to be able to execute that stuff from the tablet, especially one that could encode audio and video super fast, like the iPad Pro. And they're never going to say okay to that. That's never going to get accepted. So it's not really pro. No, is it? I would challenge why do you need the app store? For these type of customers, um, why why do you need the app store? Right. They should have called it the iPad Plus, not the really? iPad Pro. It's not a professional machine. It is a pro consumer machine that is really, really kick ass at doing consumer workflows or basic, you know, mid level management and up workflows. People that are oh. making things and creating things, we have to use crazy shims like ISH, which is emulating an entire x86 stack and then running Alpine Linux on top of that. You know what? You know what? I, that's my tool of the week, ISH, but it is insane the way that works. It's so good, like, man. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's so messed up with what those folks have to do to get that app to work. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one developer, as far as I understand. It's one guy. Yeah. yeah. My one guy, one and he's got a lot of plans, and I'm using it right now. And it's got yeah, a package he, manager. It's great. <laughs> it's, well, and you know what? They let ISH in. So, so again, hmm, I mean, you, said, you well, said no, but well, it's, maybe it's, I am you got, dated. You gotta, it's not from the App Store. You got to get the uh, test pilot. Oh, the, that's uh, right. You got to be on test flight. Yeah, test flight. That's what it is. Test flight. Yeah. <sighs> so we'll see. I think that's actually a, a bellwether. If ISH... Like if ISH is in the App Store, then I think I'm just wrong and... You know, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even asserting that Apple's the problem here, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Right? We'll that's see. my concern. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe people haven't tried. I doubt it. I doubt it. We'll see. Uh, yeah. If you, you start... Know, if we, yeah, command lines, ISH, or God forbid, God forbid, Apple ship the BSD user subsystem for ios that actually gives you access wait wait wait, wait. Can, 
Can we just summon Alan? Alan, let's go. I know, right? I mean, Apple could ship this. It doesn't need a whole x86 emulator. Apple could expose the user land, even in a, in a contained environment. They could expose some of the user land utilities that are there on the iPad running natively in iOS. It's all there. The fact that you have to construct a virtual machine and then build a user land on top of it with a distribution that's built for containers is ridiculous and shouldn't exist. And Apple could just flick their fingers and create a subsystem for iOS like Microsoft has for Windows and like Google is doing for Chrome right now. And if Apple wants to keep up with what their competitors are doing, they better take a look at this and they better take a look at ISH. And in their best interest, they better let this thing in the App Store because otherwise they're going to get left behind. People want access to Bash. They want the command line. And it's there. Apple just doesn't give it to you right now. I, I'm going to abstract that out a little bit. You and I want Bash, right? I think and in some cases, when I'm drunk, Zisha. Developers want. <laughs> right. But developers want Bash. But people in general just want to get their job done. And, they, they, you know, I got to be honest with you. Like, we get some criticism on Reddit that I'm always talking about hardware. I am so tired of paving laptops. Mm. Like, this is a dumb problem to have. It is, right? It's so exhausting. Like, it, you know who's working for me? My very boring, very ugly Dell Optiplex tower that's sitting here. Oh, yeah. Right. I hooked a, a throttle and a trigger to it to make it a uh, and put in a beefier graphics card, and it was my flight sim machine. Now I needed it as a desktop, so it has an. It, I booted it in its elementary partition. I needed more storage. I'm sorry, and people called me an old man on Twitter for this. You know what I did, Chris? I bought a terabyte 720 RPM drive or 7200 RPM drive. Yeah. And I in one of the many open bays when I open up the case, by the way. <laughs> wait, the, wait, what? You have you have a physical drive that you're putting inside a machine? And it took me and I had my two year old sitting next to me. I let him help me with it. I let him <laughs> do one of the latches. It took like ten minutes. Yeah. And it's shared between the Linux partition and yep. the Windows one. Yeah. Funny and how it that just works. It, it's like not not to like troll Apple, it just works and mm. otherwise the hard drive was 100% full. I was going to have to buy a new machine or yeah. do a crazy external thing, which I think is crazy. It doesn't have Thunderbolt. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it, I don't know, man. I, I'm tired of this crap. I'm, I'm tired too. of being like, I got a new laptop. Here's a review, which is weird because next episode we have a laptop review. Um, yeah, I was like, just going to – so at the beginning of this, yeah. I was going to ask you if you had imaged or if you had started a new. But either way you go, it's pretty freaking – easy for me to say it's really painless because uh you have all of the app store restores so you can restore any app you've ever bought and if you're a LastPass user the integration of LastPass and face id means that you can just pop in the app go to the login screen face id checks your face and it logs you into the application and bob's your uncle you're signed into the app the my point is the process to set up an ipad is 10 times faster than the process to set up a pc in some of in some respects it's because i can do about 10 times less stuff you know but the stuff i can do holy shit man i got that set up so i got that ipad set up and good to go in two hours it takes two days for a laptop for me i gotta fiddle through everything well that's the thing so let, let's say like i i want to jump on this ipad pro opportunity and then we should wrap up because we have another recording it's gonna take let, let's just say like i got up tomorrow morning and like drove to the app store and bought a macbook pro right it will take me because I have other things that I need to do, at least, at least until the weekend to actually be up and running. Yeah. 
Because and yes, I'm finicky and I gotta spend at least an evening to get the basic stuff going though, right? An evening, I gotta at get least, Dropbox, right. gotta get all that stuff set up. You still run Dropbox? Yeah, it's a long. Doesn't story. that eat your CPU on Linux? Though? It's a long story. Don't get me going. Okay, we got, I don't know. We got. Well, we can save it for next week if you want. Let's save it for the next. Uh, yeah, next. Yeah, because yeah. I I had the I had it on my elementary partition here, and then I was like, oh, this is terrible. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah. installed a library this morning. In fact, had to had to build it myself, and then <laughs> do the whole install process to trick Dropbox on a couple of my systems to use XFS because Dropbox has dropped support for everything, but Extended Four on Linux. And uh, I use XFS because it's a better file system. So that's what I spent my morning doing. <laughs> that and being told I'm flying to Texas <laughs> on, on Sunday night. So, all right, Mr. Dominic. Well, I know we have much more to get into, including some cute follow-up and correction, some community feedback, and some new laptop news. So tell people in the meantime where they can find you throughout the week and what you're doing. Uh, they can find me at uh, Twitter, at Dubnuco, hmm. and at themadbotter.com. Clever. Clever. I'm at Chris LAS. The whole network is at Jupiter Signal and our show, Coder.show. Go over there to get links, to subscribe, all of that. If you want the link specific to this episode, there's not much, but you can find it at Coder.show slash 333. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Coder Radio Show. Get every single episode at Coder.show slash subscribe. Thanks for joining us and see you right back here then. <laughs>